0: Hello everyone, it is Thursday, July 16th, a Thursday, I'm recording on a Thursday, that never happens, but I am recording because I said I was gonna do this on Facebook, Um, I bought, I, I was lucky enough, so I called the Barnes & Noble at RIT, which is open now, puppy, I called the Barnes and Noble at RIT, which is open now, and I asked them on Tuesday because it was the day that this book was supposed to come out, um, if they had any copies of Mary Trump's uh, book about Donald Trump, and um, they said that they would have had it on that day, but there was a judge. Let me just let me just pull up the article here. Um, judge tries haha, to block Trump book. Okay, okay, let's see here. So just for the sake of humor, um, I looked up judge tries to block Trump book. And the first result is about a book from John Bolton that Trump's administration tried to block. They also tried to block this one. But let me just read this thing to you real quick. A uh, New York judge on Tuesday temporarily blocked the publication of an unflattering tell-all book. I haven't read it yet. Um, written by President Trump's niece that Simon & Schuster is set to publish in July. The ruling, issued by Judge Halby Greenwald of New York State Supreme Court, the state's trial court, is the first legal win for Robert S. Trump, the younger brother of the president. Robert Trump has sought to block the book by Mary Trump, the president's niece, contending it violates a confidentiality agreement related to the estate of the president's father, Fred Trump. However, and this is unrelated to the article, um, Simon & Schuster is not under any of the whatever legal word you'd call it of uh, said confidentiality agreement, will, whatever, um, that the family is. So they can publish the book still, which they clearly did because I'm sitting here with it. Um, so, yeah. And um, they also said that since he's the president, that they, since there's nothing like, you know, top secret or any of that political government stuff, that um, they can publish it. Because normally if it was just like a family thing, they'd be like, okay, no matter who it is, it's like a family you know, thing, basically a contract, I guess you could say, Um, which is sketchy in itself, let's be honest. So they said that uh, that would have been suitable in that case, but they were like, he's the president, so they kind of have a right to publish that, freedom of the the press and freedom to publish and all that shit, Um, which people only believe in if it's uh, stuff that they uh, endorse. But anyways, I have the book here, and I'm recording this podcast, Um, first of all, since I haven't recorded in a while, so I just wanted to turn the microphone on and uh use my face and do words um just to get a little w- warm it up a little bit. It's been in the corner of the room here getting cold. Um so the book is called Too Much and Never Enough How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man and uh it's a picture of the president when he was I don't know probably my age a little younger with a little shit eating grin on his face. Um Let's see. I'm just gonna read the inside flaps. What is this? I got something on it. I Oh't no, okay um. Oh fuck, I'm going to read the back of it first. Reading this first because this caught my eye today. Donald as much as Donald is much as he was at 3 years old, incapable of growing, learning or evolving, unable to regulate his emotions, moderate his responses or take in and synthesize information. Child abuse is in some sense a matter of quote unquote too much or quote unquote not enough. Donald's mother became ill when he was two and a half, suddenly depriving him of the main source of comfort and human contact. His father, Fred, became his only available parent, but Fred firmly believed that dealing with young children was not his duty, and he kept to his 12 hours a day, six days a week job at Trump management as if his children could look after themselves. From the beginning, Fred's self-interest skewed his priorities, and his care of his children reflected his own needs, not theirs he could not empathize with Donald's plight so his son's fears and longings went unsoothed love meant nothing to fred he expected obedience that was all over time donald became afraid that asking for comfort or attention would provoke his father's anger or indifference when donald was most vulnerable uh in you know to put that in short someone needs to hug the president and then he'll be fine kind of like in the grinch uh when his heart got three times Larger than it was. uh, That Fred would become the primary source of Donald's solace when he was much more likely to be a source of fear or rejection. Put Donald into an intolerable position. (laughs) Clearly. Uh, Total dependence on a caregiver who also caused him terror. Donald suffered deprivations that would scar him for life. That was the back cover. Inside flap. Um... In this revelatory authoritative portrait of Donald J. Trump and the toxic family that made him, Mary L. Trump, a trained clinical psychologist and Donald's only niece, shines a bright light on the dark history of their family in order to explain how her uncle became the man who now threatens the world's health, economic security, and social fabric. Right, right, and right. And um, this thing about... So his niece here, she is the one that wrote this book, um, and... What I find most interesting about it was all the reviews of the book that were online saying stuff like, who is this lady? Who is this this person that just decided to write like a smear piece on the president? Um, it's not just any person. And the reason that I bought this book was not because uh, there's been a bunch of books published about the White House, about Trump, about shady stuff, you know, back end stuff that no one really knows about. Um, I didn't buy any of those. But I bought this one because it's his niece that wrote it. Um, Mary L. Trump holds a PhD from the Derner Institute of Advanced Psychological Studies and taught graduate courses in trauma, psychopathology, and developmental psychology. She lives with her daughter in New York. Look at... I can... I'm pretty good at this whole reading thing if it's not too early in the morning. <laughs> um, so, Yeah. Um, I thumbed through it and I, I know, I know why it got all those one, one star shit reviews and it's because there's no, there's no pictures in it. There's nothing to color. That's why (laughs) I figured it out. Um, and man, if, if they could read, if they could read, uh, Trump, Trump, uh, supporters, supportees, voters, Trumpies, trumpets, would be, uh, man, if they could be, uh, they, they'd be really upset by this book. Um, I would imagine I haven't started it yet, but let me get to my fucking point. Oh my God. Um, I'm going to each chapter that I read, I'm going to do, I'm a guy that likes to, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I like to read, and when I read, I like to, like, highlight stuff and underline stuff and, you know, make margin notes and shit. So I'm going to do the same thing with this one like I would any other one. And um, now, though, since I know a lot of people probably don't want to spend money on a book that they'll only read one time, um, I've had a few people say that they would be interested in hearing me talk about it. So each chapter that I read, or depending on how long or short the chapters are, I'll do one, one, two, three chapters, um, and break them down in a podcast episode. Um, so yeah, and this isn't like, look, I don't like the president at all. He's a horrible person and he's a horrible person. And on top of that, he's just a horrible person. Um, and let's not forget he's a horrible person, but I'm not reading this to like uh, well, not that I'm not reading. I'm not doing, like, shows about it to, like, just try to be an ass. I'm genuinely, like, there's information in this book from a family member who can look back and really just understand and break down why he is the way he is now, um, which is super relevant because any normal person that has watched this man on TV, any of the speeches he's done, any of the rallies he's had, Really, anything he's done recently? I think most recently the whole fucking Goya thing. <laughs> um, it's like you see it and you're like, how? Not why. Like I don't ask why. I ask how. Like how? How do you like get there? Like this man was sitting in the Oval Office, and he went to a secretary or some assistant or aide, and was like, "Go to the store." and get me a bunch of goya shit and they were like anything specific he's like if it says goya on it get it and then they just laid it out on his desk and like he took a photo with it all the all the food it's like so cause I know you Ian had that shit in a cupboard in the kitchen somewhere you had uh you had someone go get that stuff for you <laughs> and then he like probably shared the can with his daughter and she took a picture with it and it's like Goya I love beans um and then everyone made a meme about it which is phenomenal uh what was I saying oh yeah I'm not doing this to <laughs> after I just talked shit for the past three minutes I'm not going to be talking about these chapters to talk shit, even though I'm sure I'm more than positive that I'm going to joke around. Um, but there's like genuine information that's probably in here and insightful stuff that I know people are not going to buy this book just to read it once and figure stuff out. So, um, I figured I would use my platform to talk about that stuff. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Quick little thing here just to preface um, that I'm going to be talking about this thing. And I just realized that I had my dishwasher running in the background and I didn't have my office door closed. So I really, really hope that you can't hear the, the whooshing in the background. Um, it's a pretty thin book. Let me see how many pages are in this guy. Oh, it's super short. Um, let's see. Okay, so the epilogue goes all the way to 211. It's, really sm- it's a really small book. Let me see what the chapter list is. Because, like, whenever I buy a book, I've said this before, I always look at the chapter list to see, like, just kind of get an idea of what the book's about. Um, oh, fuck. Okay uh author's note prologue part one the cruelty is the point chapter one the house chapter two the first son chapter three the great i am chapter four expecting to fly part two the wrong side of the tracks chapter five grounded chapter six a zero sum game chapter seven parallel lines chapter eight escape velocity part three smoke and mirrors Chapter 9, The Art of the Bailout, which I think is probably a probably a spinoff of his book, The Art of the Deal. Um, chapter 10, Nightfall Does Not Come at Once. Chapter 11, The Only Currency. Chapter 12, The Debacle. Uh, part 4, The Worst Investment Ever Made. Chapter 13, The Political Is Personal. Chapter 14, A Civil Servant in Public Housing. Uh, epilogue, Acknowledgements, Index. So, yeah. Um... I will be reading this, um, in tandem with, uh, Sapiens. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I've had a long day. I've been up since three, so I'm going to stop recording this now and, uh, and vibe with my dog. All right. Um, I will talk to you soon enjoy the rest of your week, your work week, and I will talk to you. I'm not going to talk to you soon. I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk to you this weekend. All right. Enjoy. Peace.